You're listening to the Naughty Rude Show podcast, Sin's place for all things sex, health, relationships, and identity. So, so, so scandalous. It's just past eight o'clock on Sin, and it's time for Naughty Rude, and we're going to be getting down and dirty tonight. My name's Amaret, I'm 24, I'm a woman, and I identify as bisexual. How about my lovely, lovely co-hosts? I'm Michaela, I'm 21, and I identify as a heterosexual female. And I'm single currently. Oh yes, I'm single single also. (laughs) Forgot to say, so important everyone knows. Hi, uh, my name is Stefan, first time on the Naughty Roots Show actually. Uh, I'm a heterosexual male, I'm currently in a relationship. Uh, Yeah, what I miss. (laughs) How old are you? Oh, yeah. I'm 23. The most important point. Yes. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Welcome to Naughty Root. <laughs> Thank you. It's oh, great it's to be here. a fun experience. <laughs> we promise. I hope so. Because <laughs> well, I'm so nervous. Uh, you'll be right. We've got a lot planned for the show today. Going to be chatting through all sorts of stuff. Feel free, if you have any questions, to send them through to thenaughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. It's anonymous if you choose. You don't need an account. Um, and we're happy to have a crack at answering anything that comes up in there. So feel free to send us a message. Awesome. Uh, I think we're going to go straight into a song. Uh, I think this first one is uh, Buzzcut Buzz Season by Lord. You're on the Naughty Root Show with Stefan, Michaela, and Amaret. And you just heard uh, Buzzcut Season by Lord. Perfect song to start off the sexy evening. Um, if, if you're thinking about putting a song on, the, on your study playlist, if you know what I mean, definitely do it. This song helps a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I think we're starting with some Tumblr questions. We most certainly are. You can send in your anonymous questions to our fabulous Tumblr. You have that one again before? Yep, so that's the naughty rude show.tumblr.com forward slash ask. It is anonymous. You don't need an account, so you can send us through anything on there. Uh, yeah. So first up, we've got a little bit of a dicey question. I think some anyone who's had braces has definitely thought of this and a bit can be a bit like, oh, oh, don't know if I should go there. The question is, how do I give a blowjob with braces? Bad idea? Now that's the question. Um, look, I did have braces uh, when I was younger, but I was um, a fair bit younger. It was like primary school. So my experiences of braces and blowjobs were separate. So I cannot actually <laughs> um, speak from experience, but... Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Amaret? Well, I got mine off about oh, year 11, so I had some time in there where I was like, oh, should I be doing that? How do I do that? It did not help that I saw a really bad skit where um, the bad thing happened and it was really not dealt with very well. And it was like <laughs> a horror movie. And I was like, no. Just the answer is no. I can no longer do this. Just um, to avoid this like hypothetical situation, yeah. I'm gonna if, not. If you're, re- I think if you're really worried about it, and there's pressure, and you don't know what to do, uh, I think it's best to stay with the hands, uh, with the no braces situation. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, well, keep yourself safe, and I if think- you feel confident. Yeah, I think with anything, it's just whatever you're comfortable with. Um, if you feel like it's a situation that you're in control and you're happy, yeah. then brilliant. But if it's something that you're nervous about or, um, you know, feel uncomfortable with, then, you know, don't feel like you have to push yourself beyond that comfort point. 
Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you feel comfortable enough, you can give it a go, see if it works. It might not work. You might hate it. You might think it's okay. Um, but yeah, totally up to you and your partner to work that out. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's open communication. Yeah, we all agree is very important. Yeah, I've uh, got another question. My partner doesn't like the idea of sending nudes because he would, uh, and quote unquote here, prefer to see me in person. What are some of the benefits of sexting and is it a bad thing? What do you guys think about that? Well, first of all, I just want to preface by saying actually, me and my girlfriend actually don't send nudes. Uh, I say I'm going to send a, a, a dick pic, but then I don't actually send it, send something else as a joke. <laughs> That's literally as far as we've gone with that. Um, uh, we're fine with it. Like I, I kind of like agree with what the questioner um, that the questioner's partner said, to be honest. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, if 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 you if, if you like to send nudes, I mean, I, does he not? Um, do they? Does he not like um, the nudes at all? Um, think about that as well. Like, does mm. he feel entirely uncomfortable with the concept? Um, yeah. If he's not, enti- if he's really uncomfortable with the concept, then maybe yeah, there shouldn't be any nudes exchanged. But uh, yeah, what do you guys think? I think it's an interesting one. Um, I, in the past, have um, engaged in a little bit of sexing and and exchanged a couple of photos. Um, And at the time, I felt like it was actually quite empowering for me um, to have that much confidence in my body and the way that I looked and felt to be able to share that with um, my partner. Um, And, you know, that's what I felt like at the time. That could be, you know, absolutely a benefit of it is um, sharing that feeling of... um, yeah, loving yourself and loving each other. But I, my perspective has changed a little over the years, just with especially, you know, the way um, the internet now is a thing, mm. you know. You never really know where that image is going to end up. And as a personal choice, I don't anymore. I don't take photos um, just because, you know, you can be in a in loving relationship with someone and absolutely trust them, but you never really know where you're going to end up in the future. Mm. And you never know if it's going to end horribly and that person is going to make a poor choice and spread it round. Um, and because of that reason, um, I yeah, I've chosen not to, but I can totally see how people can find it, um, you know, a, a fantastic thing to share in a relationship. Mm. Uh, I sort of... I wouldn't say I necessarily agree with what he's saying. I can understand that idea, though. And I think you do. If Even if you think it's a positive thing and you want to do it, you definitely need to talk to the person before you do it because I think a lot of women have been on the uh, receiving end of some unsolicited pictures in their yeah. time. And it's not a fun thing when it's just out of the blue. And even if you're in a relationship and you're not really into that and you just get one from your partner and you're like, whoa, like, mm-hmm. that really makes me feel uncomfortable. So I think you definitely need to discuss how you want to go about that. The other thing is that it's not just nudes. There's other things, the other ways to sext and, you know, get in the mood and if you know you're going to see each other and you want to sort of spice it up or get them a bit, like, excited for later, there's plenty of things you can say. You don't need to just take a picture and be like, oh, this is what I'm wearing. Like, yeah. it is sort of, I do like that idea of seeing it in person and undressing it yourself mm. and seeing mm. what's there. Yeah, I mean, you can if you're about to, if you're going to see that person that day, that night. There is the wonder of text and words and emojis, <laughs> yes. which you can use to um, generally lift the mood. For sure. And so, by the time by the time you get there, uh, you both can just explode, <laughs> yes, <laughs> so to speak. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I think there's a whole world of um, 
textual communication to explore um, and, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be images. So, yeah, potentially discuss that with um, with your partner and see. But absolutely, like, it's all about communication with them and what you guys are comfortable with um, and finding the balance that works for you guys. Definitely. Mm, textual definitely. Com- uh, communication. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> exactly. All right, so I think we might do another song. This one is uh, by Frank Ocean. It's called Thinking About You. And probably um, a lot of people have probably boned to the song. Let's, <laughs> let's be clear about that. So, um, yeah, you'll enjoy this one. You are listening to The Naughty Root Show with Stefan, Michaela, and Amaranth. And you just heard Thinking About You by Frank Ocean. Now, I think uh, we've, we've got a new topic for this segment. We most certainly do. We're going to look into some news that's popped up this week. We're going to be talking about Donald Trump. Now, it's obviously not a very sexy topic. <laughs> but we're going to be talking about a couple of things that uh, he's done some naughty things. He's not been that great to uh, something close to my heart. I'm sure to lots of women's hearts. Uh, planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. Very, very... Uh, topical in the US because they literally 3% of their services are abortion related and of course the rest is all about sexual health, prenatal care, classes, things like that. They do a lot of different things. Um, There was a gag rule put in place by the Trump government which basically said that any international uh, organisation that even talks about abortion as an option to its clients or provides abortions to their clients do not receive federal fund like funding from mm. them or or um international like aid support uh for those services mm-hmm. so we've got this fabulous new candy that's come out uh that is a trump sucks now for those who don't know obviously we have lollipops here we call them lollipops in america they are called suckers and uh, that is basically what this is a play on. It's Trump sucks. And they're del- two delicious flavours of lollipops that are Trump's face. <laughs> and um, although that might not be very appealing, the best, the thing that is appealing is that 100% of the profits go to in, in Planned Parenthood International, which is fabulous. So Planned Parenthood is an international organisation Yeah, it as does well. go international oh. um, and it does do different or um, like programs and things in all different parts of the world. It is it is a massive organisation, um, and obviously, predominantly in the it is predominantly based in the US, and it does receive obviously fe- federal funding like we do here with our health services. Mm. Um, it does go there, but there has obviously been a big move there. It's currently extremely conservative country, mm. um, and because it provides abortion services, a lot of people want it defunded, despite the fact that. It is only about 3% of the services they provide, and they provide a lot of different things. They have free contraception. Um, they provide the pill for young women. Um, they obviously do prenatal classes, um, checkups, all that sort of stuff. They go into a lot of different things. And sex education, which is sorely lacking also in America. Yeah. Look, I know that um, with the current situation, obviously, uh, people are concerned that things are changing quite quickly and you never quite know what is going to happen next in terms of the healthcare and the support out there, um, especially with something as, you know, important as um, sexual health and um, even, yeah, everything else that you described there that Planned Parenthood uh, describes. And um, I've also heard, you know, that the rates of um, 
women getting more long-term contraception, things like IUDs, has risen dramatically because there is no guarantee that um, their access to the pill is going to be a thing that is maintained or if it's going to become, um, yeah, something out of reach for a lot of women. Um, So this, I mean, it is quite a serious issue, but I love that this is... um, uh, an option that someone's come up with is yeah. a, a lollipop with... I've got a picture of it here. It's really quite something. It's um, just literally Donald Trump's head on a stick um, made out of <laughs> lollipop material. It's got the hair and everything. It's very orange. I like. I don't really know who um, would, you know, take... <laughs> would really enjoy... Um, that one, knowing that it is Trump's head, but at the at same time... At least they've got some good flavours, at least. Like, yeah, it's reading. not just, like, cola or, like, lemonade or, like, raspberry. They're, like, very well thought. They're, like, kind of fancy. Yeah, yeah, fancy I think there was, like, a, a butterscotch and sea salt and, like, a strawberry and mint, like, getting Delicious. fancy there. <laughs> Delicious. They had to have the butterscotch, though, because you have to have the orange. Yeah, you've got to have, have something orange, otherwise... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. At least you can have a laugh while you're... Well, uh, yeah, I think that's the thing, especially with serious issues and things like any way that you can um, bring a bit of light to it and raise some money um, for, you know, an organisation such as that um, in a bit of strife at the moment, like, fantastic. Um, You know what? I think the Canadian Prime Minister actually committed extra funding to abortion services worldwide, like, in response to this. Yeah, so. I think in the I think in the Netherlands as well, Denmark, they yeah. they did the same thing. The government put extra <laughs> money aside in the international aid for the mm. exact same thing, which is really awesome to see that the yeah. response worldwide has been really positive to say no, this is not okay. You can't just make that decision. I love Canada. Would move to Canada yeah. <laughs> just for, <laughs> just too. for Trudeau. Oh. And I I definitely loved it when uh, when the immigration site crashed <laughs> after the uh, US election. That was fabulous. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, I think we're going to go into another song. Uh, I think Amrit's got the song. This is the Mission in Motion. What do you, what do you do? Is yes, actually, Mission in Motion. What do you do? This is a nice little acoustic track. So if anyone just finished, it uh, <laughs> might be a good one to relax to. <laughs> you just heard the Mission in Motion song. What do you do? This is the Naughty Root Show. I'm Stefan, and I'm here with my two lovely co-hosts, Michaela and Amarant. But we're going to go straight into Tumblr questions right now. Remember, you can send us any questions that you have at the thenaughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. It's anonymous, and you don't need an account, so you can send us through any questions you might have, and we'll try our best to give them an answer. So what have we got next, Amarant? Well, we've got a lovely lady who's messaging a bit of a conundrum. She believes that she is allergic con- to condoms and sex is painful when she uses them and she's uh, not sure how she feels about the pill. Any tips, guys? Well, I think, uh, first of all, um, I guess I'd be under the assumption that she's using latex condoms. Mm. Um, you can take uh, non-latex condoms, so hopefully um, they'll fix it because, you know, obviously I'm not entirely sure what you're allergic to, but try non-latex condoms first. And, you know, there's other forms of uh, contraceptions you can try to. Um, there's the pill, there's um, the implant you can get. Mm. Um, yeah. Look, there are a few options available with stuff like this. Um, obviously, we're not medical professionals, so yes. we would recommend um, have a chat to your GP. They'll be able to give you like all the best information as far as um, contraception, not just for pregnancy as well, because the important thing with contops is the protection from STIs and STDs um, that 
you know, going on a um, hormonal re- regulator like the pill doesn't actually give you any protection yeah. from. Yes. Um, so that's something very important to to find out. And if, yeah, if it is something with um, latex, then there are options available. And uh, again, the GP will be able to guide you to the best yeah. one of those. Um, and there are a number of, as I said, um, like contraceptives available for protection against pregnancy things you mentioned like the pill and um, the implant the ring that kind of thing um, so many of options with those but yeah yeah and I think also going to see a GP about it too is it might not actually be an allergy to latex mm. it might not be an allergy at all there might be something more there that you need to be looking into um, some women have a lack of lubrication in yeah. their vagina so sometimes it can be around that and you're actually too dry um, so you know, ex, you know, get lube it up and all those sorts yeah, of things. So just keep that it, yeah. in mind as well. Yeah, and a uh, good idea to use water-based lubricants rather than yes. oil-based. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Very true. Got another question as well, which close to my heart here. <laughs> what does it mean to be bisexual? I'm a girl and I've slept with lots of guys, but I have heaps of girl crushes and stuff. For lack of a better term, what? When do you cross the line? That's uh, in co- uh, commas there into knowing what if you like the same sex so (laughs) i've been there uh honey i've been there um it's a it's a weird thing because and we actually were having a little chat about this before the show that women do compliment each other a lot we like to go girl power and really pump each other up and yeah you know i'll see michaela where you know really aces top and i'm like that you look amazed girl like yeah. you keep that up yeah totally and uh there is a big difference between you go girl keep that up and like damn girl mm, you look good so i think uh it it, it takes a little bit of uh, self in like looking into yourself and trying to figure out deconstructing those feelings I know what I sort of did I sort of took my time to go and am I just you know assessing this and going oh you know she looks pretty or am I like "Mm, yep she looks really pretty I really like her oh yeah so for me that's what it was like it was like two years solid of am I am I not what is this like I like guys and for me it was I wasn't very informed about yep. sexuality so that's why I was I was so confused because I didn't even know it was an option I was just like well I'm not gay I know that because I like men mm-hmm. and I have those feelings about me, but then there's this other thing and I just don't understand what that is and um the best thing was that I came out on scene that was really really funny um we had one of we had a lovely lesbian who was on the program with me and she's like I was like oh you know I'm pretty sure I'm bisexual she's like yeah and I was like so you know she's like yeah yeah i know and i was like what do you mean you know she's like i have a gay dog I, <laughs> I was like well thank you for informing me uh for the last like three months that we've known each other just that's fantastic so yeah i think you need to look into yourself and and think a bit more about how you're feeling i think sexual attraction is a big t- part of it and i think if if you know how you feel about guys and you've slept with guys and you have similar feelings to women, those sexual feelings about going there, uh, give give it a go. Why not? You know, you have got nothing to lose. You're either going to be bi or you're not. So mm. it it doesn't hurt to give it a try with someone who you might feel comfortable with. Um, I know plenty of girls who have been bi curious and thought they were bi and 
done some kissing and thought, yeah, that was nice, but no, I'm not really interested in that long term. And you might do a bit of kissing and go, hmm, I wouldn't mind that again. That's pretty good. So mm-hmm. take your time, get to know yourself and other people, maybe get into some queer spaces and say, you know, I'm questioning and talk to other young people who are having the same sort of experience. Yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, my experience is, I mean, I, I identify as heterosexual, so um, I'm sure that it, there is a difficult um, judgment for personally to be made between those feelings that I get of admiration towards the girls that I know and being like, wow, she looks incredible or that kind of thing and appreciation and then um, the step further to attraction um, that I'm sure would be a very difficult um, space to try and figure out. Mm. Um, Yeah. Definitely. I can't really personally relate to this, but I think overall, I think you guys would agree there's probably more resources and I guess just more acceptance of this kind of stuff So, um, compared to when we were at, at high school. So yeah. I think for all of us there's a bit more resources that we can use to... Yeah. Um, minus 18. Yes, minus 18. Fantastic. Yeah. Yep. Definitely top-notch. Recommend them. Um, in the queer space, they just know what they're, what they're talking about. Um, there's, there's heaps of youth stuff out there. You mm. can also you can talk to... Oh, I don't know if I... It depends on the school, if you feel like you're comfortable. If you're at school or maybe, you know, you're... Yeah, just out of high school. But if you are in high school, you can... Counsellors can be really great because they can have resources, but obviously you want to judge your, your environment and the school that you're in. I went to a really great high school, so mm. it was easy for me to talk to people. And I had a lot of people who were in a s- similar boat to me. Um, and you might have someone in your friendship circle. You might not even know who's in the same boat as you. So yep. yeah. there's plenty of ways you can suss stuff out. I've got another question, which I think... Plays right for you, Stefan. Yep. We've got a, hey, I'm a straight male and I have no idea when females are interested in me. I normally find out too late or I'm too shy to make a move unless I've had a few cheeky drinks. What are the signs that I need to look out for? Thanks. Um, Well, science is really hard because everybody is different. They respond to things differently. So the so-called universal signs, um, like, you know, they... They, they play with their hair, like, you know, your life's not a porno. Um, so, <laughs> um, you know, first of all, um, you, you might, if, if that person's interested in you, I mean, how do you know that you're actually interested in them? So you have to go, you know, talk to this person, um, you know, it's, just talk to a lot of people. And if, if they're not telling you that, they're, that they like you, there isn't really a lot, a lot, a lot you can do. All you can do right now is, is really just look out for yourself, um, you know, try to, try to, um, you know, if you find some some girls that you're attracted to, to, go talk to them because you might actually find that you don't like them when you talk to them because that could happen. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it's happened to you guys before you've talked to someone you thought was attractive and then you start talking to them like, yeah, I actually don't like you. You're yeah. just a pretty face. <laughs> yeah, that there's like physical attraction, but then once you start conversing with them, you're like, oh, actually, I'm not attracted to you as a person yeah um and yeah that's really important i do agree like if you're not sure go up and chat to them because as well like you'd say you might find out too late or you're just shy like that person might be as well you know so um if you're unsure you're picking up vibes that you think hey maybe they might be feeling the same way that i am like Mm. just go and have a chat to them because that might be like the move that they were looking for from you to step it forward and step it up. Um, But obviously, you know, there are things that 
like body language do they listen to you when you talk to them do they make eye contact with you like all those kinds of things that naturally you sort of you feel along the way more than you Mm. like there there are some pretty classic things that people do when they're talking and they're open so if someone it's not necessarily they're attracted to you but if they're feeling positive in that space they're feeling good in that space most people will have their arms by their sides Mm. or clasped in front of them if someone is closed off they generally close off with their arms so they'll Mm. cross their arms they'll hold themselves another thing is space as well if you're in someone's space, Australians, we sort of, we, we like a lot of personal space. Yeah. So it's not always the best judgment. But if you're out, you're in a bar or something, if you're close to that person, you're having a chat and they're stepping back, they're creating distance, mm, that's, a that's usually sign. a good sign that it's, they might like talking to you, but usually if you're into someone, you're trying to get closer to them and you do that physically as well through talking, smiling, touching, those things that that I know women do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I do when I'm into interested in someone. So yeah. those are some things that you can take into account. Obviously, it's not for everyone. Yeah. But um, if you actually like someone and you think, oh, they're doing those things that people on the radio said, um, just ask. Hey, yeah. do you want to get a drink or can I buy you a drink or whatever? Like, there's plenty of things that you can do you want to see a movie, whatever. Um, general, you probably is, talk and get general interest. Yeah. So hopefully yeah. you can figure something out around that. I think importantly, just don't make assumptions either. Like, you mm. know, you, people assume so many things like, oh, she must like me, she did this. Oh, she must not. He or she m- must not like me because he or she did this. You know, mm. truth is, you don't really know what people are thinking because everybody's different. So, you know, um, probably the worst thing you can do is do nothing. Is yeah, what I would say. Mm. Um, you know, just just go for it. <laughs> at least yeah. you'll know. That's the best part. Yeah. It's yeah. awkward at first, but you know, nothing nothing good is uh, easy in life. Uh, and yeah. ultimately, if you know, you do have that chat or that conversation, and we're actually like, hey, not really looking for that or not really feeling that with you then you know and you don't have to spend any more time worrying or being concerned or being Mm. unsure about it you've you've got your answer and you know you can um, move forward being amicable being friends with that person rather than feeling anxious around them you know that way you feel yeah Yeah. of course try not to take things personally absolutely yeah yeah we've got another song coming up it's next girl by black keys you're listening to the naughty rude show on sin you're listening to the naughty rude show on sin that was next girl by the black keys uh, so i'm here michaela with amaret and stefan and we've just been having a chat about looking through a couple of your questions on our uh, Tumblr. Um, But we're just going to jump into a bit of a different topic here for the moment. Um, Just this Friday was uh, the Transgender Day of Visibility on March the 31st, uh, which was a fantastic day uh, celebrating and supporting all of those individuals in our community um, that sit somewhere along that um, gender identity spectrum and about celebrating them and the journeys that they've been on and the success that they've had and struggles that they've had reaching you know, in their life. Um, and I've come, I came across this article um, about a current issue that's happening. It's to do with schools um, and actually one of the major issues that's being faced at the moment is to do with bathrooms, gendered bathrooms, and allowing students access to um, the ones that they identify with. 
Now, this has been a bit of an issue um, that has also been faced in the US with uh, legislation passing um, in regards to this. And it just, you know, brought up a couple of um, very interesting points for me. Obviously, I want to preface this by saying um, I'm not personally uh, experiencing this. I'm, you know, a cis female. So this is not something that I... I know and live, um, but I think it is something very important to discuss and to share and to talk about um, because for too long these issues have been, um, yeah, in the dark and I I think that times are changing and that's fantastic and we need to be more open about a lot of the issues that young people are facing. Um, So this article that I found, it goes through a couple of students' stories of issues that they faced in the past um, at school, stuff like going into um, the bathrooms that they identify with and coming across student backlash and also school backlash, having schools that are saying, no, you can't use this space because, um, you know, you weren't... And it's a very very hard um, topic to discuss with correct terminology, but, um, you know, that it's not that what you identify with um, and blocking students from feeling comfortable and, and feeling like they're being a little bit attacked by schools. Um, and there's a real movement these days, things like safe schools, educating both um, you know educational institutions and students and parents about um, the issues that young people are facing in regards to um, these kind of things. Uh, I just... I think it's really something fantastic and especially with the day of visibility just happening, something that we should Mm. have a discuss and um, have a chat about, particularly with things like identity. Um, It can come in so many different forms uh, for all of us, you know, and it's not just gender. It's not just um, things like sexuality or appearance, all that kind of stuff. It's everything about who you are as a person. Um, I was also reading a bit of a blog post by someone um, in regards to the day of visibility being like very proud of where they are at the moment and this was actually the first year that they've been celebrating the day of visibility that in the past they've um, chosen not to put themselves out there and not to celebrate the incredibly difficult things that they've been through and you know discussing them along the way Um, and choosing that this year actually yeah, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to be proud of who I am and I'm going to be proud of the journey that I've been on in my life and show that people, show to people who still feel like they're a little bit, um, a little bit in the dark or, or don't want to step forward into the light that um, there is a future, a bright one for them and that they can be proud of who they are, um, even if not, if they don't feel like it at the moment. Mm. Um, so, Yeah. Definitely. I think it's a big step in recognition. And also it helps, as you said, all those people who might feel, oh, you know, I don't feel comfortable in my body. I don't feel that I am the person that I currently am, that I am something more than that, Yeah. Um, that I'm different. It really does help open that world view. And I think it's a shame that same uh, that safe schools didn't really get up in a lot of the country mm. and it really has harmed quite a lot of individuals because it's not just trans people. Yeah. It's people all over the LGBTIQ spectrum um, who this affects the fact that you know Melbourne and Victoria it's great that we've we've taken that on board and we've initiated that ourselves but we're one state out of numerous ones all over Australia and it's 
there are so there's such a long way to go, but it's having this day and this space for people to come out and say, "Yep, I'm here, I exist, and I'm allowed to exist within this world, within this space, and be who I am, and that's okay." That's a big, big step for the rest of society. Go, yeah, we actually need to recognise that there are issues here. There are ways forward to move towards acceptance and there are things policies and procedures in schools in off uh, workplaces that need to be reviewed that need to people need to understand what this is about and how this affects the individual Mm. yeah and there's you know um if if you um if you're hearing this kind of story and you're um feeling upset or any way or um you know there's lots of organizations you can reach out to there's minus 18 for example uh, and there's Lifeline too. I think you have the number, Michaela. Yeah, so that's 13 11 14 Lifeline. If you feel like um, this is hitting home with you in any respect or you just want to have a chat to someone, Lifeline's always there, 13 11 14 if you need them. Awesome. Yeah. I think we're going to go into another song. Uh, we're going to play some Steel Panther because their album just came out. This is from their Lower the Bar album. It's their fourth album. This song is called I Got What You Want. You're listening to The Naughty Root Show on C9.7. I uh, forgot to put the content warning on that, guys, but uh, you just heard Steel Panther, Got What You Want, <laughs> um, from their new, newest album, Lower the Bar. So for those who don't know, Steel Panther is a, is a band who basically parodies the 80s hard rock heavy metal glam metal scene, also known as hair metal for fabulous hair. Uh, you know, big, big Which they've got in spades, to be honest. Yes, they do. Big guitar riffs, um, big choruses, that sort of stuff. And I think, Michaela, you don't know anything about Steel Panther. Yep, look, I'm going to be honest. I know exactly two things about it. Yeah. Uh, that their name is Steel and Panther, and <laughs> they make music. And they did. And you just heard the song. <laughs> yeah, was. That was three things. Three things. Oh, my wow. God. Yeah. I can... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so tell me. Tell me a bit about them. Yeah, I've seen them about four or the five times they've come to Australia. So, yeah, they've got four albums out. The, uh, that that song you just heard, I Got What You Want, is from their Lower the Bar record. And if you're a fan, by the way, I, I wrote a review on it on the sin.org.au. Uh, check it out. And we also interviewed them on Moshpit. So go to facebook.com forward slash Moshpit and you can check out that interview as well. Um, yeah, so that's album number four. I think you're a fan, Amarin, aren't you? I did go and see them. I hadn't heard too much about them. I actually, <laughs> I knew Buck Cherry. Uh, they were one of the um, pre, like... Uh, the openers? Well, oh, thank you. The openers. I don't know why I couldn't think of that word, <laughs> but I couldn't. And uh, I was like, yeah, I know about Cherry. Yeah, I'm going to go see them. And my friend was going and she was like, listen, I don't have anyone to go with. Come with me. And I was like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. And when we went there, I, was, I did not know what to expect. And I was like, okay, I know they're a bit 80s. Like, mm. I clearly they're full on, you know, Steel Panthers, their name, you know. We'll see how we go. And um, it, was a, it was a wild ride uh, from start <laughs> to finish, to be quite honest. They really put on a fantastic show. Um, they really know how to G up their audience as well. That audience just was insane, absolutely insane. Everyone was so excited. At the end, of course, they did the big finish. Um, which had a lot of uh, innuendo. And um, <laughs> they got all the lovely ladies up on stage and they were all getting super excited. The bras super everywhere. Super excited, yes. <laughs> the screaming. And, yeah, it was pretty intense, but in a good way. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, I'll admit, sometimes Steel Panther, I personally think sometimes their lyrics can go a bit too far, it, it, even as, like, a fan. 
but uh, you know you get get what you expect. So if you're not a fan of bands who have songs called Content Warning, <clears throat> uh, Glory Hole, um, Eaten Ain't Cheating, um, Death to All But Metal, which doesn't sound that offensive, but uh, it's really funny. Go check that out. Um, <laughs> uh, and a lot of things I actually probably won't say on air. But uh, yeah, if if you if you find if you find that stuff funny. Um, you know, if if you're like me, who's probably like a 22 year old in an immature 16 year old's body, you'll find them. <laughs> you'll, find them you'll find them really funny. And uh, look, the music, the most important part of me is the music. So you know, it's a really good yeah. band. Yeah, yeah. They actually, the for a bit of a jokey type aspect, they really dedicate to their songs, and they they are good songs. They don't they don't sound like crap. They're not just some. Shitty try hard like <laughs> revival band. <laughs> they really know what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, I mean they, they keep making jokes. So like when when the band comes on, the, the bass player. I mean the, they're all they're all males, but like the bass player like dresses up as a girl and like he he's always like looking in the mirror before he starts a song. And in the middle of the set, he's just like a hair solo, flicking yeah. out his his fabulous hair. It's actually it is fabulous. It like is you fabulous. might think, oh, you know how fabulous can a guy's hair be? Um, better than most women uh, that I've <laughs> met. Just it just falls down. I just can't even explain. It's just beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, great, great band, great band. Go check them out if you like. <laughs> I might have to. Have we got another track from them? We, we do. This is actually, um, it's from the album Lower the Bar, um, which just came out, fourth album. But this is not their original song. This is a cover of one of the heroes. Um, does anyone know the band Cheap Trick? Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah, Cheap Trick. So this is um, a cover of the song, um, She's Tight. And it features the original nice. vocalist actually in the chorus, Robin, hey. Robin Zander. So I yeah, like enjoy. This is She's Tight by S- Steel Panther. The Law of the Bible, you'll sing to the Naughty Root Show. You're on the Naughty Root Show. <laughs> you're on the Root Naughty Naughty. <laughs> A little funny. <laughs> uh, you're on the Naughty Root Show with Stefan Amaret and Michaela. And you just heard She's Tight um, by Steel Panther, which is that cover of, cheap tri- of the Cheap Trick song. And I think we're doing some more Tumblr questions. We most certainly are. We've got some good ones coming up, everyone. I broke up with my ex because we thought we would be better as friends, but I still have some serious feelings for them. What should I do? Good question. Okay, well, this is actually... It's a good question because it's not a very simple one. Um, I think, um, you know, people say as a general, oh, don't get back with your ex. I mean, there is... The diff- different things for every situation. I think most of the time it's probably not a good idea, but it still depends on like you know how ugly was the breakup, blah blah blah. Uh, you know why? Why did you guys? Why did you guys break up in the first place? And but it can it can be difficult because um, you know you might share French friendship groups as well. That mm. might make it difficult because sometimes um, you know. Breaking up, you know, if you get back together, there's always like a little rift, I guess, between you two, um, which can be really hard to, you know, fix, so to speak. Um, mm. But in the end, you know, it's if if you really want to get back together with them, it's 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 your choice. But you have to just realize that there is that person is not the only person in the world for you. There's lots of you know mm. other great people out there, and if you take some of the energy or the feelings you have for that person out into, you know, going out meeting more people, you might actually find another person uh, to be a partner. Yeah, I think, like, as you say, there's that general rule of um, that because, you know, obviously there was a reason initially why um, you chose to go separate ways. Um, And it can be a number of things, though. Like, it could be, and, and I completely agree with you saying, like, 
depending on the way the breakup happened and all that kind of stuff. I know that there are situations where, you know, things are going fine and you split up, but it's like, it's still fairly amicable. And then you have some time off and you kind of both get to grow a bit as people. And sometimes you can find, hey, actually... There was, there's still something there and there's. I think that's actually um, where currently in my life I feel like I want to go and then that's fine, you know. Like um, obviously it'll be up to the both of you. It can't, um, yeah. can't just be a one-sided sort of approach. Um, but I think there are certainly situations where it can, it can work again. Um, but it is important to remember like obviously that there was a reason why you split up. Um, yeah. And, you know, even though that person might still feel very familiar and, and comfortable that, um, you know, to keep that in mind. What do you think, Emirate? I actually, I definitely agree with both of you. I think there's always, there's some reason why you guys broke up in the first place. And there's obviously reasons why you kept it amicable as well mm. and you decided to stay friends. Um, and it, I think it, it depends on you really need to know how that person is feeling and gauge things with them as well before you just blur it out hey let's be together again um because i think it does as, as you're saying you take your time and you do grow and sometimes you go oh you know i could see myself being back with that person i really do care for them but you also need to make sure that it's not just uh this is easy and i know mm. this and i remember what it, all the good times were like and i want to go back to that good time place because i'm feeling a little low so you need to look inside yourself as well and look for the reasons why you want to get with that person is it because you really do feel for them and you like them obviously as a person you clearly liked them before um and you want to go to that space or are you doing it because you felt comfortable in that space and you miss that yeah. um you definitely need to be careful of that because you fall into a trap yeah you get back with that person you go oh actually <laughs> i yeah. forgot about these parts that weren't that great yeah, and it's also good to just take some time out in space as well. So if you're seeing this person every other day or if you're stalking their Facebook, their Twitter, their Instagrams, their Snapchat, I would recommend, you know, not doing that. Yeah. So you can, you know, spend, um, spend more time with yourself or spend more time with, with your friends. Um, you know, and can eventually, you know, after time, when you both have space as well, after time you might figure out that you, you know, the reason you guys broke up was it was a good reason. Mm. Or you might not. I mean, you know, it's it's good to um, give give yourself some time so you can look at things in perspective. Yeah, yeah definitely, Absolutely. definitely. Got some more questions. Why am I so dramatic in relationships? Question mark. Explanation point, explanation point, explanation point. They're very dramatic. I'm pretty chill outside of them, but I think I get really insecure while I'm dating. Do you have any tips? You know what? Actually, I think um, if you're insecure, well, you kind of just said it like you're yeah, you answered your own question. Yeah, if you're insecure, it sounds like you need to um, work on um, work on yourself. Like, I'm I'm not entirely sure. Obviously, you didn't um, really explain why you're insecure. Um, mm. You know, there could be a range of factors. Maybe you, do you possibly put that other person on the pedestal? Do you think that they're better than you? Because if because just remember that they're the same. They're just another human being as well. They still use the toilet, believe it or not. <laughs> um, so, you know, don't try not to put people on the pedestal. Just remember that, um, you know, you, you, um, no, one, no one is better than you. There's, no, there's not really anything. Uh, there's no such thing as a person that's out of your league. Um, so, yeah, I think you should, um, you know, work on your confidence. And, mm. uh, you know, um, mm. just, yeah, to work on your confidence is what um, I would say. Remember, you're with that person. You are with that person. Yeah, and, and that's they have, awesome, right? And they have mm-hmm. said 
Like, yes, I wanted to be with you. We are now together. You're together. D- don't stress. Mm. Like, it is It is good. You, there's. It's not like you've entrapped them and they can't possibly escape and you're locking them in a room. Like, you, together you've decided that you're going to go in a relationship and you're going to forge forward and have all the good times and the bad times together. And you need to remember that 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 is the case, that mm. they've chosen to be with you yeah, and you've yeah. chosen to be with them and have faith in that. Yeah, I definitely feel like as well the the way that um, my relationships have grown stronger and, and better and more comfortable is ultimately comes back to my own sense of self-worth. I think tying in what you're saying, Stefan, and also Emirate, that if I feel confident in myself and and proud of myself and you know I may not love everything about myself I know that's certainly true but if I can find the things that I I really do like about myself um, I find it a lot easier to be with another person and to trust another person because I know that I mean ultimately if it all goes wrong I've still got myself and I like myself Um, and but I find it a lot easier to trust people when you trust yourself so I think Yeah. yeah And that person, yeah, they've chosen to be with you. They clearly like you too. (laughs) Yeah, and that person has their own sense of insecurities too. Absolutely. So, you know, everyone's on really a level playing field. You're only really disadvantaging yourself if you're not um, if you're not feeling entirely confident in situations. So you've got to work on yourself. But you know, you could send us a follow up and tell us why you're feeling insecure as well. Yeah. And we could we could uh, maybe able to help you better. And the thing is too that. as, as you said, the other person has insecurities as well. Your partner will have insecurities. You'll mm. have insecurities. If it's something very specific and you feel open enough to talk to them about it, then do. Yes. You know, yeah. They're going to reassure you. They're not going to be like, oh, yeah, no, you're right. Like, <laughs> it's a pretty awful thing to do. Yeah. So have, have faith and trust in that, that you can handle anything that comes at you together. Yeah, communicate with each other. That's very important. So we've got uh, a bit of a more open-ended little topic that we're going to have a chat about, which is having sex and or dating a sibling of a close friend. So uh, my sister um, is dating my close friend. How do I feel about that? Hmm. So that's sort of what we're going to have a chat with. Have you guys ever experienced anything like that? I know the closest I have is um, is actually... Um well, a, f- a different family member. He, his best friend is um, dating one of um, is dating the cousin, but that's you know I guess that's the closest really. But um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like um, cousin feels a bit different to close sibling that you live with as mm-hmm. well. I mean, it's still it's it's still similar in a lot of ways. But I haven't had. I mean, you know, it's fine if you if you trust if you trust your friend as well. But you know, if things get ugly, it um, it can be awkward for you know all three of you basically. Mm-hmm. That that's a problem with that. Yeah, I think you need to make sure that things are kept at a level which you can deal with. You know, I don't need my sister coming to me and telling me all the deep, dark secrets of the bedroom (laughs) antics of my best friend. Like, maybe if my best friend is a woman and I'm close with her and I feel that way and my sister is dating her, usually if it's a man, I don't really want to hear about it. Um, And so there's got to just figure out what works for you, what you do and do not talk about. If you want to pop it in a box in your mind and wrap it up in string and leave it alone, you can do that. You just need to set very clear boundaries about where you want to go. Did the questioner say, was it was it just their friend or their best friend? Or? Well, it's just it's more of a topic that we're having. So I, think, oh, okay. I think people do have these issues where, obviously, when you have a close friend and you've brought them into your family yeah. or vice versa, you obviously get to know their siblings mm. quite well. And 
sometimes things yeah. happen. Yeah. What about you, Michaela? Have you ever experienced anything like that? Have you been that person? Oh, look, I've, I've not been that person. Um, I haven't really experienced anything within my family. Um, I do have friends that have been in a similar sort of situation. Of um, It wasn't so much a relationship as... Um, you know, a, a one-night interaction, shall I say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, being very close with um, the sister and getting with um, the brother and navigating that, they did find a little bit difficult. Um, but, look, in the situation, I, I thought it was very well handled by um, the sister uh, in terms of being able to separate, yeah, okay, you did that, but, like, it's not like... I have any claim over your actions or their actions. You're two independent people and, okay, yeah, you liked each mm. other and that happened. Great. As you said, I don't need to know all of the details. Yep. Um, but, you know. I think the closest thing I've ever had to this was a very close friend of mine. We were in year seven, very young. Uh, 12, going on 13, most of us. And um, my this close friend we were sort of a group and she ended up dating one of our other friends brothers quite a lot older mm-hmm. than us he was maybe 15 16 something like that yeah. so very big age difference and of course being 12 13 you don't really have um emotional maturity yeah <laughs> let's put it that way and it was not dealt with very well um, things were kept quite low-key. There was no full-on stuff happening. But quite often she was put right in the middle of it between her friends and her brother. And she did not talk to her brother about it. But mm. as young girls do, they gossip and they chat. And things came out and things were said and things were done. And it was really, really messy. And I think that's why I've sort of said these keep that communication open to a point and mm. you say, hey, I don't need to hear about that. I yeah, just keep that over there with you, and you can. You people have other friends; they can tell mm. these yeah. things. So it does not need to be you. And I think needs you need to say you're having a fight with them. Have that fight with them. You don't need to involve me, and I don't need to step in and be like, "Hey, brother. Hey, friend. Yeah, stop that." Exactly, and like from the point of view of someone looking to embark on something with um, a friend sibling, you know, it is something to that, to consider um, is that there may be reactions that are not favourable, um, and choosing to pursue that or not, I mean, it's your choice. Um, but acknowledging that not everyone may feel comfortable with it, and um, knowing that before you enter in, I think is very important. Um, yeah. And also, just remember that just because uh, you've seen Friends with Ross and Rachel, just remember that's a sitcom. It's not reality. <laughs> yeah. So um, don't think they'll all, you know, 10 years later, you'll, you'll, Ross will finally get with Rachel. That probably won't happen to you because it's a show. <laughs> just remember that. <laughs> Do we have any more Tumblr questions or another song? I think, yeah, yeah we'll go into another song. Going to head off to a song now. This is East by... Oh my gosh, that's an interesting artist. Is that name. one Valis Alps? That, that one? is Valis yeah. Alps. Well Came for this that one. Was, you're like, I know exactly who it is. She yeah. said it's a weird name. <laughs> uh, do remember you can send us any questions that you have to the naughty rude forward slash ask and we'll get into them on the show. You're listening to Naughty Rude. You're listening to The Naughty Rude Show on Sin 90.7. That was Valis Alps with East. I'm here with Amaret and Stefan. And you had something to talk to us about here, Stefan. 
Yeah, um, so I, I went out this weekend and there was a bit of a, let's just say, um, X2X drama. And I'm not going to go into too much. I'm not going to go into too much detail, but it was, you know, quite ugly, and the night wasn't very fun. So I'd like to basically ask um, ask you guys the questions. Is um, well, it's quite simple, really. We kind of brushed on in a different way before, but it's should you stay friends with your ex? Mm, that's a good question. Yeah, got to got to evaluate. <laughs> got to evaluate the situation. Yeah, how'd you break up? What sort of person are they? Like. Uh, from all accounts that we've heard from you on this this story, this says quite different types of people involved in this mm. ex situation, and uh, you've got to you got to know who this person is. Yeah. So the problem with um, these one these two is that I guess they created like a friendship group, mm. so it's hard. But um, I actually uh, I actually spoke to the person and I said that you know personally, man. Uh, I think you probably shouldn't have come to this event. Personally, I mm. think uh, you probably you two should have probably just like stopped contact with each other, which um, they've actually decided to do so now. They're mm. not contacting each other anymore, which is what they should have done at the start. Um, and you know, it would have been less ugly if they'd done it back then, um, because you you have to evaluate the risk of whether it's worth creating problems as yeah. well so because you drag everyone else into it yes, as well all yes. those friends that you've made yes they're gonna pick a side and it might not be yours and they're gonna feel crushed because um something I, i've thought about because you know none of us are in high school anymore so once you leave high school even though we have facebook it's so you lose touch of all those people really really quickly mm. and then eventually you start creating um like i guess a friendship group that went from like maybe 12 in high school to maybe like honestly 3 to 4 or 5 really really good friends mm. and you find out that your brain can really only handle a certain amount of people and at a certain once. amount of drama exactly a certain amount of drama so if you're if if it's a friendship group that makes it really difficult if that person isn't in a friendship group I personally um, recommend not bothering um, keeping in contact with that person because, uh, or, you know, you, and maybe tell your friends they probably shouldn't keep contact with them either because you're creating conflict with other people, which is I don't think is really, you know, worth the trouble. Because, mm. mm. you know, you have priorities in life. Your priorities should be with your be- with your good friends, your close friends, not, not with your ex who will not only impact your friendships, but if you get into a relationship with a future person, that person, you know, may not, you know, be happy with that person's yeah. ex, um, you know, being think, around. Yeah. You need to know what sort of relationship you're yes. in too. You know, if it's if it's a massive, like, we've been going out for a year and it was getting really intense and, you know, that person couldn't handle it, that's a completely different dynamic too. Oh, we tried for a couple of weeks and yep. didn't really go anywhere and we just slept with each other and yeah. it wasn't relationship material. I think with both of my... I've had two what I'd call longer-term relationships. One was two and a half years, one was three and a half. And with both of those, I've managed to remain actually friends with those people. Um, I wouldn't say we're, like, very close, but I can absolutely have a conversation with them. And, I look, I generally care um, about their their well-being and I want Mm. them to do really well. But I think it is incredibly difficult to go from a being in a relationship with someone to immediately being friends. In yep. both those instances, it took a fair amount of time, like mm. a number of months before we were able to be, yeah, friends on that level because you need time to sort of separate what they mean to you um, and their place in Definitely. your life, and they do as well. Um, so, in t- And then, you know, with, with both of them, as you said, friends came into it. So we had all these mutual friends. Mm. It was through school. So it was um, much better to be 
at least amicable with them, even if I wasn't their best friend. But there have been people that I've been with short term in the past mm. that, you know, if you don't really have connections with them, yeah, like I yeah. don't keep in contact with them. And I think that's fine because we didn't have the same history. We didn't have the same um, level of intimacy, I guess, that we developed over many years with both of those relationships and those friendship groups um, to make it worth staying in each other's lives, even in a small way. Um but I think it does come down to the relationship, as you yep. say, Emma, right? Like what you were um, to each other at the time, the mm. the time length, and as well also the breakup, um, and acknowledging that there's gonna, you guys are gonna need space for a while. Yeah, yes, definitely. definitely. Space is so important. I think you're so right when you're like, you shouldn't have come. Yes. Yeah. yeah, there's gonna be one person. If you, they see someone moving on, you're gonna feel. Yeah, you're gonna hurt for a while. Crappy. Even even if you both decide that. Okay, this is good that this finishes. It does really hurt to see that person move on mm. really quickly. So definitely take your time, take your space, recognise that you deserve deserve that. You deserve yeah. to yeah. be happy and have your own time and move forward in a positive way. Yeah, so Michaela, when you um, were dating, I think maybe the second long-term person, mm-hmm. what, what happened with the, like, the first one? Did you keep in contact with them at all? Or? So the first one, um, it was, I still had like, a year or two left at school um, when we broke up and I actually moved on fairly quickly with um, the next one, which was just the way things happened. Um, But, yeah, it did take a little bit of time for us to become friends. We we had a lot of same classes together. Um, We were in contact quite a lot. So it just became a matter of we still had the same sense of humour and um, obviously knew a lot about each other's lives. And once we were able to separate that feeling of, you're mine and I'm yours yep. from it, um, it became a lot less painful to interact. Um, and, you know, I started enjoying their company and, and stuff without feeling any, yeah, any sting by seeing them with other people or interacting, that kind of thing. And they didn't, um, his presence didn't negatively impact your second relationship? Look, I don't believe so. Mm. Um, yeah, I think we grew apart at the end of the first one. So we kind of decided that break and then obviously I was embarking on on something new and and he was exploring his other options and getting involved in you know things that made him happy all sorts of hobbies and stuff and I think that was very important and very beneficial for him absolutely when you are coming out of a breakup to um do things that you like doing and and meet people and all sorts of stuff but yeah yeah, no, personally, I think if you are if you just broke up with someone, I think you should just, um, at least for a, t- for a temporary amount of time, is cease contact with them in general. So, you know, don't don't look at their Facebook ever again. Even just block them or delete them. Don't look at their Snapchat, unfollow mm. them on Instagram, mm. do all that stuff because, um, you know, it's not fun to be reminded of their presence and their existence every time you just scroll through your feed. Yeah. Especially yeah. if it's a messy breakup. I mean, yeah. Stay away from that stuff because it, it will just make you feel worse. But a couple of friends who've had really messy breakups and they'll just be on the Snapchat like just looking through that person's pictures and like why? Why did they do it type thing? And you're like just stop. Just You need to not look at it and cry, be upset. Yeah. yeah. Find your space away from them. Like mm. just get them away from you because it, it will just mess with your mind. Yeah. You know, head to a song. This one's Selfish by The Kite String Tango. It's Naughty Rude on Sin 90.7. You're listening to The Naughty Rude Show. And uh, what song was that? That was Selfish by The Kite String Tango. 
Excellent. You're on Annoy Richard with Stefan, Michaela, and Amaranth. And we're going to continue, uh, I guess, kind of do a part two of the last mm. uh, segment where we're talking about exes. And now we're just actually going to talk about what we consider social media etiquette because um, the drama that we were kind of talking about in the last segment, I. Leaked. Yeah. Onto the Facebook. Here's the thing, though. It wasn't actually leaked, it was published on their Facebook for everyone to see. Mm. And. You, you saw a couple of things, Amrit, and I saw some things you didn't see on other people's pages. Yeah. So I could basically guess what had happened just by reading it. So um, I, I'm starting with the opinion that I just don't really think you're, you should really put your relationship drama or even like really most of the good stuff on Facebook. Yeah. What do you guys reckon? I'm no, pretty look, private. Yeah. Yeah, me too. as well, Michaela. Yeah, I feel like, I mean... There's your public profile and there's, like, your private life. And I think for the most part, they should and do stay separate. Like, for me, obviously, if you, you know, it's an anniversary or something. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Agree. Post a photo. Like, be proud and, and all that kind of stuff. But um, at, when you talk about, like, sharing the positives, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Mm. But you don't need to, especially if you're angry with your partner or... Um, upset about something, airing that on a public forum like Facebook or any social media platform um, is really, it's its only going to do more harm than good because yeah. it's much better to talk with that person, discuss with that person the issue in private because your relationship is just between the two of you unless you're, um, you know, in, in a polyamorous relationship, um, that it's, it's for both of you, not for the world. Yeah, I, I mm. think that's... Yeah, I agree 100%. It it does just make things worse. And it's also it's super passive aggressive. Yes. And you you do it because you know that person's going to say it and it's going to hurt them. You're mm. doing it to rub it in someone's face. And you're doing it so that other people don't know. So mm. you're like, oh, well, I hold the power now because I've said X, Y, Z, you know who you are. Mm. and But I've still managed to keep it away from people who don't know about it, who it's not relevant to. Um it it does just hurt yeah. other people. And you don't need to be that person. You don't want to be that person. Yeah, and, and when I read that, uh, no matter what side you're on, I just think, you know, you really shouldn't be posting stuff. Like, I have a more negative view of you yeah. when mm. you post that kind of stuff. Like, I, I already really um, am not a fan of people who canvass their life on social media, yeah. who talk about every little thing, every bump in the road, and yeah. they want... It's a pity party. They want support a lot of the time. I think if you have really serious issues, you have things that you want to talk about, talk about them with someone. Yeah. yeah. Find if it, uh, it's either professional help or it's talking to friends, it's talking to family, just blurting it out on Facebook or on Instagram or Snapchat to sometimes hundreds of people, mm. some who you will not know that well. Yeah. This doesn't make you feel any better. And you're not going to get the response that you're really looking for is going to help, I think, by, mm. you know, putting that out to that many people. It's, yeah, it's it's spreading things that potentially you don't want everyone in the world um, to be sharing about your private life or your feelings. Um, but also talking one-on-one with someone, mm. you're going to get much more assistance yeah. and a much greater personal connection and, and um, help than by putting out a status and having someone like it. like you're, you're actually alienating and you're not only just hurting the person it's directed at, you're also alienating all the people they know and potentially yes. your friends as well who want to support you but go, hey, that's a dick move. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right about the... Um, Michaela, you're right about the advice thing too because this uh, this person in question we were talking about, um, you know, they, they sent me a message on Facebook apologising for, you know, 
um, mucking around with a knight or whatever. I'm just like, so I gave him advice, um, blah, blah, blah. And I gave him, you know, pers- um, you know, um, actions that he should take. You know, I think he should... Basically, anyone listening, if if you have a messy breakup, if you have an ex, you just work on yourself. You know, you should... Um, I, know, I know it's hard when you have, like, friendship groups, but there is, way, there is ways to avoid them as much as you can. Don't look at their social medias. You should, you know, work on yourself. You should, um, you know, just literally anything, you know, focus on your hobbies, you know, learn new language, go to the gym, go traveling, save mm. up some money, hang out with your friends. Yeah. And your friends, they people. want to support you Yes, they well. do. Yeah. They, don't, they don't want to be saying, hey, don't do that. And they don't want to feel like you're doing the wrong thing and then feel negatively towards you. They want to support you as best they can. That's why it's it's better to go to someone directly, you know, a private message or a yeah. phone call mm. whatever and say, hey, I'm really struggling here. And sometimes it's good to go to a third party, someone mm. who doesn't know those people. Yeah. And sometimes it's good to go to someone within that friendship group who understands where you're coming from as well as understands that person's perspective and can sort of help you. Also, when that. sorry, when you, when you watch um, reality TV shows... You know they they write well. Just 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 think about how horrible um, the impression you get of those people on those reality TV shows. Yeah. When you make these kinds of posts, you are essentially just reality TV stars. Mm. You you don't want to be those people on Married or um. You don't want to be those people on s- Seven Year Switch or Married at First Sight, do you? It's yeah. uh not a good look for you. Yeah. <laughs> on, exactly. a, on a positive note, um, are you guys into the whole when you're in a relationship making it like Facebook official? I don't see that it's always really necessary. I think, yeah. again, it's, it's, it's a discussion. Mm-hmm. You can decide if you want to canvas mm-hmm. it like that and put it out there. I think there is that, yeah, that whole thing. It's an official unless it's on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I've, I've gotten that a lot. Yeah, yeah it me. is. It's like you know, you're dating that person. We are in a relationship. That means it's official. We've both agreed mm-hmm. to that, and we've decided that's who we're going to be. And you don't need to put it on Facebook, especially if you don't want, you're a private person. You don't want it all over your public Facebook yeah, personally, I think it's kind of cute, but that's my own opinion. It um, is cute. And it is something to note that also as well, if you um, are changing out of that status, like um, that you don't have to change it immediately to single, you can just remove the status yes. <laughs> yeah, from completely. your page and no one gets a notification and it's great. The funniest <laughs> thing about this is that um, my my so my brother is in a relationship with this lovely lady. Um, we're very we're all very close, and it's all great, happy days. And uh, they had like a silly little argument, nothing serious, like completely mock argument. She's mm. like, "Haha, I'm going to do something funny, and I'm going to de um, list him from my my status." Mm. And so she did. She didn't realize that she knew that it sent a thing to him, so he'd be like, "Oh, hilarious! You're so silly." She didn't realize it takes another forty eight hours until you can actually add them back again yeah. as like like as um as that relationship you have yeah. to wait like a really long I think it's even longer than that it's like 48 hours to refriend someone and then it's like a month or something to actually say that wow. you're back in a relationship which I think is fantastic on Facebook's yeah. part because anyone who knows who gets in and out of relationships that would just be a nightmare if you you're one mm. of the people who canvasses on Facebook that would be a bit uh, intense I think mm. But, you know, how will people know if you don't make it Facebook official? I don't I, need to know. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, you're right. Like, I didn't, when, when I got, um, when I was in a relationship with my girlfriend, I didn't, I just, I did what, you, I did um, what you guys suggest, which is remove the status. And mm. I'm just like, you know, whatever, it's not there. Mm. You can ask, I guess. No one else really needs to know. Yeah. yeah. If they know you, they know. Yeah, they'll find out. Yeah. 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 If you want your close people to know, they will know because they're close to you. Mm. So yeah. That's how it works. Because your relationship is not the Facebook relationship. <laughs> I 
think we're going to another song now. Yes, this one is What Can I Do If the Fire Goes Out by Gang of Youths. You're listening to The Naughty Root Show on Sin 90.7. The Naughty Root Show on Sin 90.7. That was What Can I Do If the Fire Goes Out by Gang of Youths. We're going to do a follow-up now to one of our questions. We had a lovely young lady who messaged in that she's very dramatic in relationships and she's feeling very insecure and she's not sure what to do. We've had a follow-up from her that she's insecure when her boyfriend speaks to other women. Mm. What do we have to say, guys? Okay, um, first of all, I guess context is everything. This is kind of difficult for me because obviously I don't know what this uh, guy is like. Like, is he... Is he, like, actually openly flirting with other girls? Or is he, like, literally just, just talking to them casually? Mm. Like, was that his personality before you, before you met him, to just, like, talk to, talk to everyone? Um, mm. That's something you have to consider. But um, overall, I think, um, I guess you should just communicate with him about it. That's important, because obviously it's something, you know, that's bothering you. Bothering you you've got to communicate it with him. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I think, like, um, that insecurity can come from a whole range of different places. It may be... Um, you know, it may be a vibe that you're picking up on that might be based in truth or it might just be a matter of um, finding that security and confidence in yourself to to be like, no, I am worthy of this and um, that trust in the relationship of, um, of your partner and knowing that they respect you as much as you respect them and that whilst they might be talking to other people, there's nothing going on there because you guys are together and, um, yeah, exactly, you trust one another. And those feelings of jealousy are an overreaction for what sh- what is just um, just a conversation. What do you think, Emirate? Yeah, I think you're right. I think, as we said before, you need to have trust within your relationship. You've both decided that you're together and that you're pursuing this relationship. Uh, if it's a concern about some behaviours that existed pre your relationship mm-hmm. and that's why you're anxious, maybe there was he was heavily flirting with a lot of women before you got together, um, then I think, yeah, I can understand where you're coming from. But again, you need to feel that confidence that you are together. If that existed pre-relationship, that doesn't mean it's existing now you've decided that you're in a relationship there's a big difference between being in a relationship and obviously not being in one and how you relate to people i think Mm -hmm. as well if it's being kept from you if there are chats or whatever sort of in that dark corner and when you head up or the chat finishes Mm -hmm. i can understand again why you'd be anxious i think if you know the people he's talking to you know that they wouldn't do that they're your friends Feel confident in that. Know that they wouldn't do that to you. And again, communicate. Bring it up and say, listen, I'm feeling a bit anxious. I know it probably doesn't come from anywhere. This is how I'm feeling. And unless they're an asshole and they're like, yeah, I totally was doing that, they're going to be like, yeah, I love you. Like, I want to be in a relationship with you. It's it's a conversation. We're just chatting. I'm just friends, you know? Mm. Yeah, because we're not sure from the context of the question is, you know, if you, if you just see them out in public talking to other girls or is or is um, is she referring to him maybe texting other girls or behind her, you know, behind her back talking to other people? Um, mm. I don't... Because I, I don't know what the answer is because I don't know the situation. But you could also... Um, you could also, um, if you're, uh, definitely communicate with the partner, but you could also consider communicating, um, you know, with a trusted friend who won't necessarily just tell you what you want to hear, mm. but um, ask him if you know, a- am I, am I um, just being, um, am I being unreasonable? Is he, is he like flirting with other, flirting with other girls, or, um, 
or yeah, am I being unreasonable, or is this, or do you think um, I have reason to be concerned? That could yeah. be something you can consider as well. Definitely, yeah. you need to you need to assess, and you need to. I think that's a really good idea. Talk mm. to someone who's a third party, um, who's going to tell you how it is. They're going to be honest with you, or you would hope they were going to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and they'll see things objectively where you may not be able to. And uh, give yourself some space. You know, take a deep breath and relax as much as you possibly can when you see that going down or mm. you hear that that's been happening. You need to make sure that you're rationalising, that you're thinking things through and that you're approaching it as a, as a mature adult who's not going to go hysterical at any moment. Yeah. Yeah, I think we... Uh, it's 9.55 now, which means I think we've only got time for one more Tumblr question, which is actually, I think, is a good one to um, end on. <laughs> uh, what, was, what was the question, Amrit? This lovely person would like to know some great songs to get laid to. Basically, mm. yeah. Like literal bangers. So yes, speak. definitely. So pretty much uh, I would recommend First Stop is our playlist tonight. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> we had some bangers on there. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. And if you if um if you've you know got got your pen and mobile ready, you know, I'll I'll tell you what we did play. Uh at least the ones I picked, which was Frank Ocean, um Thinking About You, which is basically on everyone's playlist anyway, but because it's a good one. Buzz Cut Season by Lord. Um I had the Steel Panther songs on there, but um 80s rock is good. 80s hard rock is good because, you know, um, uh, a lot of party atmospheres, they use that kind of stuff. But certain ones are a bit too funny, whereas it might actually get you out of the moment. Mm. But some of the other ones, some of the others 80s rock um, rock tunes, choose the lyrics carefully because, Mm, um, you know, laughing, laughing during sex. um, You know, like, it's not exactly a negative experience, but, uh, you know, it may not be the best thing for you. Yeah. So, especially when, when you're right there hovering on the brink and <laughs> yeah. you just suddenly you lose focusing like that is hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a bad moment uh, to uh, experience that in. And we played some Valis Alps as well. That was one of mine. Uh, nice, smooth. Um, or, a, But I feel like it depends what your what kind of music you want mm. for the vibe. Yeah. So something like Ace by Valis Alps that we've played before is that smooth kind of thing. Yes. You can even go down, you know, the um, the careless whisper route. Like if that's what you're really feeling, that sax solo. Or are you more of an up-tempo kind of person? Mm. These gang of youths, more your style gotta, can get that rhythm going. Could like. I think how you and your partner relate to each yes. other as well and what sort of speed you both like to go to because <laughs> and I yeah. know people who just can't help but get into whatever rhythm of the song <laughs> they are totally. listening to. So as soon as it's like really hard and fast, they are hard and fast. And if you just if it's you like are not that kind of person <laughs> yet, if you are not that kind of person, you don't want to pick that kind of song. I so. feel like you've got to set your playlist as, um, you know, you've got to make sure the order is correct to have enough time for... Yeah. You Put know, the bangers at the end. Play yeah, and then build play, it and build lust it. and yeah. thrust, and then, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then a nice the, uh, chill out yeah, at the end. Chill out, acoustic songs at the yeah. end, maybe. That would be nice. Mm. Um, so, yeah, and some people actually prefer, you know, you got to think about what the other person um, or persons uh, like, because, um, you know, they might not like, some people don't like music at all when they're doing yeah. it. So it's distracting, yeah, exactly. Some people find it distracting. Some people maybe don't even want to do it without music. <laughs> so, so Some people will just lip sync or sing or be like, oh, I really love this song. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, we're having sex. Okay, like, let's just get back to that. So definitely yeah. consideration mm. on the music front. Overall, sure. I think it's a good, good way to enhance the mood. Yeah. Mm. 
uh, before, during and after. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think that's all we've got time for tonight. You've been listening to The Naughty Rude Show on Sin 90.7 with Michaela, Amaret and Stefan. Please do send us any questions that you have. We can have a chat about them next week. Uh, com forward slash ask. Um, we'll try and get to them. Uh, yeah, anything else you wanted to share, guys? Oh, look, uh, just thank you guys for listening and sending your questions. We really appreciate it here. We most certainly Ru- do. On the Naughty Rude Show. And uh, uh, Michaela, Amrit and I will be on the Naughty Rude Show for the next couple of weeks. So Our lovely voices and all, all our fabulous advice for yeah. the next two weeks. <laughs> Very exciting. Right. Absolutely. So we're going to end... We're going to end the show now. See you guys next week. You can listen to the Naughty Rude Show live from 8 to 10 on Sin 90.7 FM. So, so, so scandalous.